0: Today, 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 is the greatest, greatest, greatest day, 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 day. of to Thumb, thumb, thumbs, undecided, da da die, die, die. Uh, hold, uh, hold on. Uh, I think there's some reverb, reverb, reverb on my, 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 my. Can, can, can. let me just turn this off, 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 Okay, okay. I think it's off. Hi, right, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Today is gonna be the greatest two thumbs episode day ever. Um. It's wow. Sam and I. It's a two-thumb undecided date. Yeah, it's a date. Uh, October, well, in your time. This is a
1: 24-hour episode, by the way. Yeah, in Whoa. your
0: time, it's October Fourth, the future. Wow. So anything could happen.
1: Our, it um, is kind of crazy to think about how time works in podcast world. I know, know, like
0: I could be making a joke um, about something and it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not just, uh, Sam and I who are the humble hosts of this podcast, uh, but mm-hmm. also our third, uh... the pot,
1: the podcast is two thumbs undecided, by the way, <laughs> yeah, we've that... been say we've been, uh, we've been holding off. We gotta, we gotta, you know, watermark our, our show. People might try to like riff it and be like, Oh, this is, you know, pod saves America.
0: I think what you're saying is we should copyright this show.
1: Maybe. But anyways, this is uh, we have the uh, the the critically acclaimed third thumb on, um, the Karina Dandashi.
2: Yeah, that's
0: that's been your name. Yeah, the The third thumb
2: has returned.
0: Everybody knows that if we speak about the third thumb, (laughs)
2: sounds like a curse. The third thumb, Karina. How uh, how goes it? It goes well, honestly, as good as it can be. Um the Trump corona news this morning really made my day. Uh, so I think it's a good That's the news day. that I
1: was that oh, I was gonna say.
2: Yeah,
0: it's I, a good I, day. Guys, uh I just wanna film news. Uh we'll just jump right into it. uh not, sure. not acclaimed uh film actor, uh <laughs> Donald Trump uh from such movies as Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, and uh, I think he was in an episode of Sex in the City. Um, <laughs> he was. Or Antara, he was in some of the one of those shows. Uh, He
2: was in in Sex of the City for sure.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think uh, one of the girls like looks behind them and like that's Donald Trump. Anyways, (laughs) uh, that actor has been diagnosed, tested positive for uh, coronavirus. Him and his wife Melania. Wow. So
1: I know Karina and I were talking about how um, she doesn't use Twitter anymore, but I've started (laughs) using Twitter again, and it was kind of funny because underneath. Like, whenever he uh, said that on Twitter, underneath it, for, like, you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, there's all of this, like, Wiccan, like, witchcraft thing. I don't know
0: what the heck that is. And it just
1: became a meme at that point, because it's, like, you could tell, because, like, they would have some weird, you know, witch-like looking letters that does you don't know what it says, and then at the bottom it would just be like a stupid photo. <laughs> like it started off trying to be weird, like a three-headed goat or something, and then it just turned into weird gifs of like a Oof. cow with his head stuck in a car and like or like, or like k- one of those toy a cars kid
0: sitting on a bo- like a uh, like a throne of Mountain Dews. Like it made no sense. Yeah, it's just what? like then,
1: like it just became this gif or like this this meme where you would post this weird witchcraft like text and then have some weird gif or like a meme at the bot like a photo um, um i actually and so it went on like you just scroll and scroll and scroll and it was like it just kept going and going
0: and going and i was like I, wow
2: i started so this is now how people are dealing with him on twitter exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. just sending Love random it. memes
0: um i started virgin suicides uh which is a sofia coppola movie. oh yeah and but i started at like 12 so i didn't go to bed till like two and so I'm scrolling mm-hmm. through my Twitter and like I I see this right as I'm falling asleep and I I got to tell you I uh my I had a very restful sleep. Uh
1: yeah, I I slept well as well. I um, you know, you don't want to lament too much over an individual's uh getting some kind of bad sickness. I don't want this show to be uh harboring ill will towards someone's health but you know of the people to get it probably not the just most any uh, someone A it acclaimed
2: background actor yes Donald that is Trump. true Such how a... is um, career how will his career go on you know i don't know what Tom roles Hanks will he suffering. get now <laughs> who will, yeah who will write his
0: mini books or like <laughs> how will who will pay for his kids uh lifestyle uh, you know it's... it is
1: pretty insane like it is insane because i really was like I'm surprised he hasn't gotten it so far. He's never going to, like, it's...
0: Two days ago, he's mocking Joe Biden for not wearing a mask, like, wearing, no, for wearing a mask too much. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: you see him, like... I'm on Twitter
0: quite a bit, and there's just a bunch of...
1: Oh, no, I converted you.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, no. Hardcore. But thing is, is nobody knows it's me on Twitter. Like, I've, I've gained such a... Like I well, use that's nothing... how Twitter is. Well, no, but the thing is, is like I I can't really make my own Twitter now because I've created such a history with the two thumbs undecided Twitter.
1: Yeah, ads. that's how it should be. I mean, people with like tw- like the you know, brands are doing that with both TikTok and Twitter. But, they realize they can't just be doing ads. You gotta be like having some I, kind of personality. I am <laughs> yeah. the
0: brand. Like, if I want to, like, here's the thing. Two thumbs undecided Twitter is a l- much different than I think what you would. Like, I do a lot of animation. Yeah, you got a lot more
1: animation and anime stuff. Yeah. So I hope people <laughs> listening aren't like, this is an anime. I mean, we did an anime show two di- two episodes ago, so. I Maybe, well, we just did the one. But I hope they know there's more to us. Um, <laughs> I
0: don't think, yeah, I don't know if they do.
1: To, call to in us if to you read. don't
2: think there's more to you guys. Yeah,
1: call, yeah, in, call in at 412-961-4951. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is it, that your number?
0: <laughs> Wait! Did you just give somebody's number out on the air?
1: I was trying to remember your number, but I think I failed. My number? Yeah, four nine five one. Oh yeah, you're way off. All right. Um, <laughs> so call whatever number I just said and tell them to watch the show. Um, so how how long? Are we still? Um, any other news? I mean, we're still in the news territory. <laughs> hmm. Uh, um, uh, oh,
2: oh! I have. Demi news. Lovato broke something... Up with her. Oh, sorry. Wow. Oh,
0: that's. <laughs> it's that, kind of. Knows that? I don't really care. That could I was been. gonna say. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say more. So there was a in, very interesting develop. Uh, there's a show called uh, What You Missed in History Class, hmm. um, which is p- part of the stuff you should know, um, like world of their podcast. <clears throat> And um, they had an episode on the Paramount decisions by the Supreme Supreme Court in 1948, where they decided that a movie studio can't um, own distribution, uh, exhibition, and production. They can't do a vertical integration. They have to disband one of them, which happened in 1948. Apparently, fairly recently, like in the last month, or and maybe not this month, but last September, and maybe or maybe um, the month before. They just said the Supreme Court just decided that that rule doesn't exist anymore. That that is that now the, the 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 film world is so radically different from 1948 that that decree doesn't is invalid anymore. Wait,
2: I thought um, most film companies do that already. Production, they don't, exhibition, distribution.
1: They don't exhibit. That's the main thing. Because in the past, like Universal would own Universal theaters. Like they would own like a collection of, and some of them have like a theater they own. For special previews and stuff, but they own maybe one or two. They don't own like a whole chain of movie theaters. Mm. They they do production and distribution because that's where a lot of the money is. But exhibition right. is normally it's AMC. Like it's, the, it's, oh, it's got, it, big, got it. It's or the indie theaters. So, but now that is become. But like remember, like, like the Netflix
2: theater, like the Netflix, like there are film houses, film production houses, or companies, whatever well, you mm- want to call them, that do own. I guess one or two, but you're right. Th- they don't own like a big block.
1: Yeah. Chain. It's and I not think, like how they I, get their money. I think that's part of the thing that is is making this decision change is like Netflix was distribution and has gone into production and now is starting to dip its toes into exhibition. Mm. And the Supreme Court has now said that they can do that legally, which has been historically has been against the law. So now we're in this new world of are we going to go back to the studio system of the 30s and 40s? Like, is that going to is that going to come back, which is kind of the fear from most indie producers? Mm -hmm. Um, And this happened fairly recently. And I'm surprised not many people have been talking about this, but the the podcast talked about it in detail and was like very alarmed by this decision. Um, And that was fairly recent. So Mm -hmm. that's something to look out for. It's like Mm. the power of these studios, of Netflix and these streaming companies. That's Uh,
2: really interesting.
1: So, yeah, but uh, if no one has anything else to say, I think that's a good transition into
0: Uh, great. Wait, who did uh, Demi Lovato
2: (laughs) break up with? I do. She was engaged to this guy. Whoa! And they recently broke it off. They got engaged over a couple months. And then just recently, they were like, Splitsville, and that's the tea. I wonder. That's what they said? They said <laughs> yeah. Splitsville? He, he's, he's an actor, too. He's in this film called Southern Gospel, and mm. I don't know, right. playing some religious dude. and
0: <laughs> A religious he... dude, huh?
2: Yeah, so that's that's the T.
0: <laughs> I hope they did say Splitsville. They're, like, sobbing at this and be like, it's Splitsville, man. Forget about it. It's
2: Dunzo Town. Uh, Dunzo Town.
1: Hopefully that tea is caffeinated because I need it. Am I right? It
2: is caffeinated for
0: sure. Oh, man. Isn't tea always caffeinated?
2: No. No. Idiot. (laughs) Wow. Actually, a I am so tea, like there's there's
1: herbal tea. tea there's green tea there's chai tea there's black tea there's so many different Whoa. types of teas uh, Earl Grey tea that's the one I know That's
2: Earl Grey that's tea is the fuck you up tea that's the caffeine Isn't that a brand That's a brand no, It's a brand. That's a type of tea
0: uh, what, I don't know about what, that What is the is that what it's uh labeled as the fuck you up tea that, so got,
2: someone called it the "fuck you up" tea. I think at one of my jobs or something, and I'm like, "That's so true. It has the most caffeine out of. Most oh,
0: of is it. that how it messes you up? It's not like, hey, if you want, you know, your bowels to. <laughs> oh
2: no, it's the caffeine. The caffeine screws you up. That's that's the "fuck oh, you up" tea.
1: Now's not the time to skip your colonoscopy uh, if you're taking this tea. Um. All right, so that's so Demi Lovato broke up with some dude. All right, cool. That's a big He's an actor.
2: It's but, relevant. That guy could go crazy. I guess.
1: I don't want this to be a gossip <laughs> show in which
2: well, we I like actually, to pull as up a third this thumb, week's I edition of the, people. Yeah, yeah. Almost exclusively a gossip show, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think.
0: I like your right as the, that, Karina, as like us two, we have our different, but you can bring the gossip.
2: I can bring the tea, the caffeinated tea, the Earl Grey tea, if you will. To this.
1: Speaking of tea and gossip, Creation. I think that's a good transition to yeah. um, a director <laughs> who's has some movie that involves gossip and tea. I'm sure someone drinks tea <laughs> in some of the movies, uh, but we today, if you guys couldn't guess by the title of this episode, are talking about, uh, about? let's say it all together, three two one so yeah, there we go Coppola. uh who Coppola. is a Coppola. writer director producer she has been actress producers.
2: she was in actress the she was an actress movies. first which yes. Zach
1: saw i did um
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she I actually was. See that. Apparently, she was bad in it. Wasn't she bad in it? Wasn't uh, that she a whole was. thing? Well, she's oh it. man! She's,
1: I mean, I think we can all safely assume, and I think maybe she might even agree that she's not the greatest actress. Uh... I didn't see
2: her, so I don't know. I can't make an opinion, but I, I, um, I read about it.
1: Could I give you guys a spoiler? On she's yeah. also in. She was in both all three of the Godfathers. by
2: the way.
0: Oh, That's... oh, right. She
1: was the um. She was like the little daughter that in Godfather that. Pours the they pour the water on. I think the one that gets baptized. Oh. And then she was child on ship in part <laughs> two. She oh. was uncredited though. No. And then she's just basically been in Francis Ford Coppola her her father's movies. Well, here's she's just, um, if she needs if he needs someone to play a little girl. But she had the she big gets.
2: role, like with the whole speaking role in the third Godfather movie. Oh, right? Really? She had a yeah. little big yeah. Part. So how yeah. was
1: she
0: in that? because that was before well, any of her directing. So I did see that whole thing and yeah, she's not very good. Spoilers. Uh <laughs> okay, spoilers for this movie. Uh she dies in it. Uh, someone's trying wow. to kill um Al Pacino Boy. and instead they shoot her and her reaction is like she's like "Dad?" or like her reaction is laughable. Um, Um, Yeah. Well, the whole entire movie is not. Whose
2: fault is that though? Is that her fault? Is that the the director's director's fault? You know
0: what I mean? Uh, You know what? I give it honestly for this movie, I give it to everybody. Also, like, what did she have to work with with Al Pacino? At this point, Al Pacino is hoo ha. I there's a transition, where Al Pacino is like not a stereotype of himself, and then something happened, and I just consider that Al Pacino the, oh like. Oh, hey, what's going on here? I'm an Irish. I think it,
1: I think, I mean, this is getting off topic, but I think Al Pacino turned after Scarface. I think he did Scarface and then he realized that he could become this this Al Pacino caricature of himself because that's kind of what Scarface was supposed to be was like this kind of over the top gangster person and then he just leaned into that. Um, I would say
0: maybe a little bit of Serpico. Because Serpico, he's also... Was, wasn't that in the 70s? Um, oh, you know what? I take that back because I think him in Dog Day Afternoon, I think that's... He's really yeah, good. Yeah, he was great in that. I think that was
1: his best performance. No, Anyways, Sam, we're not talking about Sam. Yeah. By the way, I,
0: I just want to state that I agree Scarface is when he became the cartoon Al Pacino. Got Glad that our thumbs are decided on this one. But!
1: Um, Karina, are you decided? Or can we call this a three-way decide?
2: I have not seen Scarface. So, i right. have yeah, not. So, we'll call there it a three-way decide. That.
1: Um, so, yeah. So, Sophia Coppola was an actor uh, first, <laughs> but she kind of just appeared in I mean, her first credit on IMDb uh, is The Godfather, and then she was in Godfather Part 2 then she was in The Outsiders, uh, she was credited as Domino, I guess was her credit, Hmm. Uh, not a Sofia Coppola, but she was Domino.
0: Um, The most Uh, surprising role, I just wanna, instead of just reading off her entire IMDB, um, the most surprising thing I saw her act in, in the first non-Francis Ford Coppola movie, is she was in the original Tim Burton Frankenweenie short yeah 19... the og one wow yeah she was the daughter but that's random i know it's so random and you see the photo like the photo of her she's very young
2: hmm
1: i mean she wasn't in it was just her voice it's it's a, no, or a no 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 this right?
0: no this was the live action one the first wait the Short... first one was live action yeah you should watch it it's actually very strange because it's got some people in it that you would be surprised to see, hmm. like, it's got one of the uh, the wet bandits, uh, the, the wet bandits from Home Alone. Speaking of Home Alone.
1: She was also oh. fairly young during that uh, shooting. She was only like 13, 14. Because she was yeah, she's... born in
0: 71. Oh, so pr- she was 13, I guess. Apparently, I don't get it. It looks like she went as Domino for quite some time. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So she was in, uh, she was also in Peggy Sue Got Married uh which she played uh interestingly enough, she played um the in Peggy Sue got married, Kathleen Turner plays her um plays her mom. Yes, Kathleen Turner plays her mom in that movie. And she then went on to an in, in Virgin Suicide, which was her first feature. Uh she directed Kathleen Turner as the mom of the uh the girls the oh, whatever Al- the the Skyler sisters or what are their what are their names? Uh, the I just names? saw.
0: it. I don't yeah, remember.
2: Gina? No, I don't oh, remember. Man. I saw the movie. I just don't remember their names. I really the, don't. The
0: I don't lucky. remember a single
2: one of their names.
0: Hold on, I got it. It's hmm. the Lisbon. Lisbon. Okay, Lisbon. I think it's Lisbon. Um, but um, another shocking uh, acting role she had was uh, she was in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. As wow, shot Sashi,
2: Sashi,
0: Sashi, my favorite. And her last acting credit,
1: as per IMDb, was in 2013. She played the florist, and between two friends.
2: What that so was, like? It so was crazy. so
0: bad that it ruined her <laughs> acting career.
2: And she stopped. She's never done. <laughs> it. And
0: she yeah, Ever it man. disgraced her. Or she wanted to, to go on an uphill. Like she's like, I can't do any better after this. <laughs> mm. oh.
2: the way i arranged those I flowers that's it uh, i did that's it the I, best th- I can do i was it that was it that was art and i'm out of here
0: see ya um, here
1: what's his face james what's franco again james franco no, the the guy who's, who hosts zach alifanakis
2: you forgot oh. zach
1: alifanakis i i forget names all the time Jeez. um but i remembered it Anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, that's her acting career. She's But she's not really she's not really known as an actor. She just was kind of here and there in various things. But she's mainly known for a writer-director, which Zach and I have seen a few of those movies uh, over the course of the week. Um, not all of her movies, but Karina is here to help us, who has seen basically all of her movies. Wait,
2: what, what have you guys self... seen before this week? So you guys binged a bunch of her films you haven't seen? Well...
1: We, I only saw the Beguiled and Virgin Suicide. She doesn't have the largest uh, feature film collection.
2: Dude, Lost um, in Translation, I think, is her most popular. Well, one. Well, we there. saw
1: that. I already, I've already seen oh. that. i I've, oh, okay. I've already seen that, and I've seen uh, Mary. That's Antoinette what I mean. Before. Like, what
2: have you already seen before this? Mary.
1: Before this, I saw Mary Antoinette and okay. Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Yeah,
2: classics. Okay. I only yes. saw
0: Lost in Translation. But you okay. rewatched it for this. Me, Zach did. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but we both watched Virgin Suicide, Mm. and I watched Beguiled, and Zach rewatched Lost in Translation. So Zach Mm. and I, we have not seen Bling Ring. Bling Ring, awesome. Yeah. And we, none of us, have seen the movie Somewhere, which was her twenty ten movie. Mm. Um, which, I guess. Played at Venice Film Festival and did pretty well, but I, I hmm. literally didn't know it existed. But uh, yeah, I've never that, heard of it. That might be my my own problem. Has also, it... 2010, I was not really um, in. I wasn't like looking at current films as much as I am now.
0: Has anybody seen uh, her short "Lick the Star"? I started
1: no. watching that. Oh. It's on YouTube. Um, it
2: "Lick the Star."
1: Yeah, it's her first. It's because before that, so she started off. Like in the '90s, she did a lot mm-hmm. of like the music videos. Like she was really into that whole Spike Jones oh, cool. kind of indie music video scene. She would just rent a eight millimeter camera and shoot. She did one for Flaming Lips. Cool. Uh, she did ones for some bands that I haven't heard of before. Um, but she started. The first one was uh, Walt Mink Shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also. Did something called Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh. Um
2: Are you serious? Hmm.
1: Is this a another short? Is that a joke? Interesting.
2: Uh yeah, it's called I Bed it... Bath
0: and Beyond. Huh. Wow.
1: Yeah, she did a there short. There must be called a copyright there Beyond, somewhere. Which came yeah, wonder... out in ninety six before Karina and I were alive. Huh. Uh, Good times. I was, I was up
0: and thriving.
1: Going <laughs> so the heard. space. <laughs> let's take um, us
2: back to the, before nineteen ninety six. But we now let's get alive. into
1: a time in which we are both alive in nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> not as exciting. Uh, yeah. Lick the star, which so I started watching it and it was um it was fairly indie. It's like if you ever seen the original Bottle Rockets, the short, where it's yeah. just a black and white, um yeah. kind of fun film quirky. in which quirky in which people are you know, they have Coffee. some one-liners, and it's obviously very low-budget, but...
2: Uh... It was, like, dialogue-heavy. Yeah, very dialogue-heavy. Did it dialogue have any heavy. of her aesthetic at all? Could you see any, like... I mean,
1: the main is that I, I actually, to be honest, I didn't. I just briefly looked over it real quick because I watched it about five minutes before this started.
2: So what you're saying um, is you're, you're lying that you...
1: No, I wasn't lying. You gave I it all your
2: attention to... and watched
1: that.
2: <laughs> Oh, I, have you guys seen Lick the Star? <laughs> I, I saw skimmed some it before of it. this I, podcast. <laughs> I saw the
0: thumbnail and got I understood
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I read the, the description and uh let me tell you.
0: <laughs> I mean, she was um, in Star Wars. I guess it's a prequel maybe to Star Wars. <laughs> Lick the
2: Star. Lick the, the Star hilarious. and then Star Wars. They're like, we saw Lick the Star and we think you'd be great for Star Wars. <laughs> 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 Based off, like the stuff
0: Like, you're
1: directing out of the, it. The thing that you directed. We usually acted it. <laughs>
2: Honestly, um, we just like the title and we think it's relevant, so. <laughs> We've asked every single them.
1: person that had a star <laughs> on the Hollywood Walk of Fame because they have a star. Yeah, you got a star. Anything yeah. connected to a star, You got a
2: star, asked. and you got a star.
1: Kermit the Frog. Every kid that got a special, like, a star sticker, <laughs> we asked them if they wanted to be in Star Wars. That's <laughs> probably why that um, kid was hired. Anakin, yeah. You got a special star he just in had kindergarten. A lot of, he just had a lot of stars. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the name again? Christian um, Sten- Christian are you, no? about, are you talking <laughs> about the kid
0: yeah wait the kid...
2: wait what is his name wait uh oh my god i used to love this guy i used to be obsessed wow. with him
0: Something i don't Christian get the love thing, for right? him but uh, uh kristen haydinson
2: kristen Henson. yes though the wait, kid Christian... I know what he's doing yeah. right
0: now though the kid he played not much anakin nah. skywalker was jake lloyd
2: oh. oh
1: yes i forgot it was two different people yeah mm. um so yeah, so Lick the Star, I think it's from <laughs> what I devised is it's a story about these four girls who hatch a plan to uh get back at this dude. Um and one of them's like the really cool girl who's like can do anything she wants and is kind of an asshole to everyone, and then it's the three other friends.
0: Ooh um, Apparently blast, it's but the, it kinda it has uh Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, she could get.
1: Yeah, see, this is the thing. She could get whoever at that point. I don't know exactly how old she was. I'm sure she was around our age. She could get whoever she wants. Her dad's literally the most, one of the most famous directors in the world. I mean, it it helps, but it certainly helps to have Francis Ford Coppola as your dad. And also her whole family, like Jason Jason Shortman. Nick Cage. Who else? Nick Cage. Also uh, Gia Coppola, which is she's also on the the family tree of the Coppolas. She's also becoming a big, she did um, Santa Alto or Sela Alto. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's she has some other things coming out right now. Like it's a, the Coppola family is a dynasty of film actors and directors who can Oh, we're running on it. We gotta do a new one probably soon. Got a
0: new one. The thing the is, is, all the people from the Copla family. I I really enjoy their stuff. I mean, I do too. Out of the stuff I've seen of uh, Sophia, I'm a I'm a fan of hers. I'll just I'll put yeah. that out right now.
1: The two right. movies. Right. So I've... let's see. Let's go with her first movie that we've all seen, Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Um, Such... Which came out in 1999. It is <clears> based <throat> off of a book. And she wrote a, she was the writer, the screenplay writer, um, written for the screen. And um, I did not know that.
2: I thought it was an original. I did not know it was based off a book.
1: I feel like most of everything she's done has been based on a book or off of a remake. No, even Um, Lost
0: in Translation?
1: Not Lost in Translation. Now that I'm thinking about it, Lost in Translation, I don't think was.
2: Wait, did it get... win original screenplay or did I make that up? That
1: doesn't, I mean, that doesn't, well, I don't know if it was adapted or well, original.
2: I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up.
0: It, well, did it, it, up. it won one oh, wow. Oscar. And
2: yeah, it, yeah it won. I was For right, original, original or screenplay. Uh, original, original screenplay.
1: So that is the one that also, we'll get to that in a sec. But So what are you guys'
0: thoughts I on Virgin Suicide? Love... I love <sighs> it. I personally yeah. love it but it's extremely sad. It was not yeah. a It's not a great movie to watch during quarantine.
2: I watched that movie a while ago actually. I would say maybe like 5 years or something ago. Like years ago I saw it. I don't know. I it wasn't a movie I would watch again. I didn't really have much of an impression. Again, it was very dark. I guess depressing as you'd say, but I really love Kirsten Dunst too. Um, yeah. I love her as an actress. Like I love watching her act, um, but I don't know what it really says about the girls. Like I don't know. I didn't really like they didn't have a lot of agency. It felt very. I don't know. Yeah, just very dark and. I don't know. I wouldn't have watched it again. So it it's was a movie weird. I how with me.
1: it was very much from the boys' perspective. I mean, they were the narrators right. throughout the whole movie, and mm-hmm. the girls who were obviously going through the toughest. Time and were the the center of everything. It was all just told from some boys who were looking through (laughs) the window at them. Um, Yeah, you know, I guess it was like kind of young and innocent, so it wasn't really shown to be creepy. But um, it was. It's an interesting. Like, I wonder if the book was meant like that. If it was shown through the the, the boys' perspective, because that's a very interesting choice, and I don't know. Mm Why she did it. Maybe it was meant to be like, you know, this is this kind of thing is always talked about from like everything is kind of shown through like the male's eyes in movies. So let's let's show it through the male's eyes, but also make them realize that. Because one of the lines that I really liked in the movie was, um, like these girls knew everything about us, but we knew barely anything about them or something. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of showed that there was that line. These. That... These girls, like we can never fully understand them, but they know everything about us. Yeah. Actually, um,
2: the original author it was it was a guy, and in the book it was also from the perspective of the boys.
1: All right, so first person. So she just went with her.
2: that. Yeah, I guess she went with that. Yeah. that's really interesting.
1: I really, I mean, I, I, the biggest thing that I had an issue with with the m- movie is. Mm-hmm. The the coloring was all over the place. Oh you yeah,
2: you didn't
0: like. That? I think I she it was, really.
1: I like that. It, dove into that.
0: I like, like the aesthetic to an for sure. Extreme
1: degree, but it just it. I get maybe because there was a lot of blues, and then some mm-hmm. scenes it was very orange and like it bright, went, you know, warm colors. Mm-hmm. So she just went left to the right to the left, and I guess it might have to do with like happy and depression, like you know, depending on their moods or whatever. Um. But I thought it was distract. I thought it was distracting, and I don't think it looked that good. I thought it was just they just threw it on, and you know, hope for the best that like they'll get it. This is artsy. No, um, I really like
2: the aesthetic. Actually, I think that's the one thing I do remember, like the. Because I remember when I was
1: coloring your thing, you said yep. to make it look like this movie
2: yeah it's so fun like i just love i don't know it felt very grainy i like the vintage almost look it felt like photographs like like true film yeah. camera look i don't know i i like that i, I like the fact that she chose to do that
0: I, I also really enjoyed the look um it kind of it really i'm just talking felt, about the color not yeah, necessarily the co- the color, like i like the color and the look all I like of it. every yeah it, it the just, whole aesthetic to me it it had this feeling of nostalgia to when I yeah. was like a college film student and I was trying to experiment with all this stuff and just to see if it, I don't know. It just kind of resonated with me It, with that. And also this kind of this weird coming of age, but also the movie really hit with me with this isolation of right. being stuck mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, for them, they're, I mean, for us, if we go out and socialize, it's the coronavirus. But for mm-hmm. them, it's, you know, being disciplined and burn your and records. It also, oh, that's that was... It uh, also
1: dealt with, uh, I think, teen suicide in a way that was um, fairly mature. Because beforehand, I think teen suicide, the biggest movie was um, oh. Heathers.
0: Or, mm. uh, or, yeah. Heathers.
1: With uh, which came out in like the late '80s, 90, early '90s, or something like that, and that was mm-hmm. kind of comical. Like that was kind of a. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't as thought provoking. It was. Or, it was or, a little bit overblown. Have you ever seen and Ordinary
0: this, People? Was
1: that before Wait. this? Yeah, ordinary that
0: in, people. that's a. Uh, when 19, did that come out? 1980s. That's uh, Robert oh, Redford's really? movie. Yeah, it's about a kid oh. who tries to commit suicide because of his brother's death and. It, the whole movie is like how his parents react to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I well, it that's was interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, that was
1: her first film. It did, uh, you know, it made a splash, it definitely introduced her in the scene as certainly different from her father. Um, mm-hmm. set her kind of apart, I think. I think it was a great first feature. I mean, it, it definitely. Felt like a first film. I think he was riffing off of other people. It felt somewhat Wes Anderson at points. It felt somewhat just. I don't know. I I didn't. I think she was still. Obvi- I mean, she was still trying to figure out her stuff. But her next yeah. film, uh, Lost in Translation, mm. um, is the See, movie I love that I Lost think in Translation. everyone yeah. kind of points to and is like, "This is the Sofia is... Coppola movie." And it came right. out in two thousand and three, uh, starring. Uh, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. and apparently she was actually approached to play in Virgin Suicides but she turned it down because she thought it was too serious for her at the time Right. so she was doing this and she was only like 18 or something when she did Lost in Translation mm-hmm. um, wait
2: she was 18?
1: she was young she was 18, 19 wow. um, 17 maybe she was really young she doesn't uh, when look she did that it. young
2: that's crazy.
1: Movie magic, but be at magic. the time, um, she was, I think, going through a like a divorce from her husband at the time, uh, Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the a lot of people point to things in the movie and how it relates to her life at that time, because um, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character is married to some movie director or something who's like away all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I—I I mean, I really liked it too. Uh... Yeah.
0: Man, Karina, I love Lost in Translation. I don't know. Whoa, if I've tell said me more about that. it, Zach. Well, I don't know if I've What's said your this favorite already.
2: favorite
0: movie? Um, I gotta tell you, after watching Virgin Suicides,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's kind of a send-up for me. I, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, Lost in Translation is great because I love seeing Bill Murray in serious roles uh, before mm-hmm. he got to, I don't know something about Bill Murray in his like seventies and
2: mm-hmm. it
0: doesn't really get me. I think, I don't know. I uh, but him in his like sixties or fifty, I don't know how old he was in Lost in Translation. <laughs> Bill Murray in his seventies doesn't he doesn't
2: get you. <laughs> I, yeah, you he don't doesn't... feel a connection him once he hits his seventies. You're Like that guy, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, this guy is way too old. <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
0: I love Bill Murray. It's just I realize I I haven't seen like his portrayal of uh, that one president. I haven't seen Jim Jarmusch's movie with him. Mm. Oh yeah, Dead Don't Die. I think it's just something Ooh. weird. I. I I just don't yeah, I just don't watch uh his movies nowadays. Though I was looking at doing a free trial for um on the rocks. Which Oh, he is... I just watched the Yeah, tour, did we did we I just watched it. So that comes out, I forget today. If said it this comes or not. Out... Sorry, I also
1: I want to be perfectly uh transparent with the, transparent transparent. With the audience cuz we like to be transparent. We actually recorded a lot of this already um and then I forgot to record on. Karina. Actually, we
2: didn't record a lot of this already, which well, the Zach problem. and I recorded.
1: Um, but <laughs> we are back and better than ever.
2: Um, <laughs> it's been thirty years. And, uh, Can I? Mention yeah, it's, something this is about exactly thirty years later. Boston translation that we had discussed in the yes. previous recording that I think is interesting. Yes. Well, besides the fact yes. that Sofia Coppola usually does adaptations, right? Like that's, I guess, mm-hmm. the thing that she had done in her past works. But this one was an yeah. original screenplay that won the Academy Award. And on top of that, it was $4 million in the budget, compared to Virgin Suicides, which was $6 million, which I actually also was watching some YouTube videos interviewing Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray about Lost in Translation. And they got super crafty with locations. And almost to the point where I totally see it as an indie film now. Because before I was thinking, wow, big box office, like, insane ho- Tokyo Hotel. Being in Tokyo, just in general, I feel it's such an expensive thing to do for a film just being, you know, being totally displaced in a location. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even believe yep. it was four million. But now that I saw that interview with her explaining like, oh, we turned this little clothing shop into a strip club. Oh, we did this. Oh, we did this. Now I understand. I think they were super crafty with the budget, which I'm really impressed about. So
1: the other thing, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, uh, but she um Left a lot of voicemails for Bill Murray. She wasn't sure if he was going to show up because um, Bill Murray uh, he
2: doesn't he, have an agent. You have
1: to call him. He doesn't have an agent. You have to call him.
2: <laughs> That's uh, so
1: she left a lot of emails and had no idea if he was actually going to show up on set until about a week or so before he showed up because <laughs> no, Wes Anderson, I, I who done I guess, something like
2: that.
1: <laughs> Wes Anderson, who I guess was buddies, uh, maybe still buddies with Sofia Coppola. Uh, oh, I hope so. And Shored. Well.
2: I, I, I like th- I,
1: they're both amiable. I people. like that. Have... Have
0: a... Yeah, I mean, I would... him and uh, him and Jason Swartzman are like buddies. So I... I yeah, that'd I'd be a to rip to in the family. I guess. Am I right? <laughs> <Bring> <laughs> <you> back. This mm. <laughs> film. Very right. much. Um, I would um... love to be at that Thanksgiving dinner, though. Imagine like <laughs> it's Wes Anderson, <laughs> Sophia Coppola, Jason Swartzman being an ill-tempered guy at the... who.
2: Bill Murray doesn't. They all
1: kind of have the same aesthetic. It's interesting because it's really not the same aesthetic as the dad, who was very, uh, you know, chaotic. And maybe I'm just thinking of Apocalypse now, but he was—he's not at all like they didn't. They really tried to distance themselves from the that that style. Like Francis, I would
0: consider every like that Thanksgiving table to be like royal tenenbaums, and maybe Gene Hackman is. The Francis Ford Coppola of the family. Uh, but, like, Gene, uh, Gene Hackman, the literal actor on that set. Because, apparently, Gene Hackman was a disaster on Royal Tenenbaums. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Anyways, let's get off of Wes
0: Anderson. Oh, yes. Uh, oh.
1: So, that was, I mean, that's Sophia Coppola's, I think her, creme de, like, I think a lot of people would say that's, when they think of her, like, her art house film, that's the one. And I think a lot of people, like, how, you know. Uh, Scarlett Johansson has like the different color hair, mm-hmm. which um, I think has been replicated many a time since then. Like that look, oh, yeah. I think has re- been repeated. That's like, over not- and over. And you would think it was a very mature, uh, mature movie. And I think it's, you know, not I, there's not a whole lot of movies that explore that type of relationship of paternal, but slightly intimate, but paternal like going in between those two. Like is is this do you love this person? Because it's like a father figure. It's like you—they never really sussed that out, and they—and they disappeared, and they never saw each other. And it was a very interesting slice of life, of an interesting dynamic. Oh boy. Um. Um. Well. Yeah. But it, in case you guys, do you have something else to
2: say? Well, about like
0: Karina said, I think uh, this movie kind of really—like yeah. sh- anybody could pick up a camera and write uh, a thing and try to make it um, as good as possible. It seems like this was truly. She figured out how to cut the corners without cutting the quality. Um, mm-hmm. So in a way, I think this was like a real lesson in filmmaking, and it paid off uh, big time. Because mm. I, yeah, who knows what on the rocks will be like? But the it, it, like Sam said, this is her magnus opus so far.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um.
1: So yeah, but I mean, she, continuing on, that was only her second film, which is crazy. Uh, her next. Crazy. Which is pretty crazy. Wow. Um, her second feature film, because throughout this whole entire time, she's still uh, she's doing some stuff with. Oh well, no, her next film actually is um, Mary Antoinette. I'm mm-hmm. jumping ahead oh, of myself. Mary Antoinette came out, and uh, I, we talked about this in the last recording, but I really, I really loved it. Apparently, when it previewed a can, mm-hmm. uh, it was split. Some people booed. Imagine, I can't imagine, like, theaters a like boo! booing. <laughs> when we were at the New York Film Festival, no one no booed. No one booed
2: actually. No, maybe, like, there's well, this is thing it at it Cannes. Is because Marie Antoinette is super, like, it's a historical figure that everybody and, hated, and I culture. guess. Do you think maybe they just didn't like the depiction? Maybe they thought it was crass? I don't know what they, maybe they thought something personal about the depiction. Well,
1: there was some, I think maybe it was that, you know, the the split between or having it both this historical figure while also mixed with being a pop, <laughs> you know, pop song and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I just think it's interesting how just in general, like the can the French film culture is, if they don't like something, they boo They afterwards. do that? Well, they either boo. They do it, they yeah. They either
0: boo or they yeah. clap. But what are you guys' thoughts on Mary Antoinette? Well, hmm. <laughs> I I thought the uh, stills that I've seen of it are, um, they look beautiful. Uh, Karina, you have seen it and you don't like it very much, or you you're no, indifferent. it's not
2: like I don't like it. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't really have reactions. Like I'll watch something, be like, okay, and I'll move on. I, I won't think about it again. I won't watch it again. I'll just be like, not good, not bad, just whatever. I'll move on. You know. Um, that- I was telling I was telling Sam that what it. Sam mentioned Marie Antoinette as being something I guess more emotional in terms of the female character experiencing isolation which is another Sophia Coppola I feel like theme within her principal characters um but I don't know I didn't feel very much compassion or sympathy I didn't really have a reaction to Marie Antoinette and her situation as much because I was so distracted by which I love by the way the aesthetic of You know, the Sofia Coppola, like, well, this film had a lot of, like, candy color, the coloring. It had a lot of, um, it was, again, with the pop music was kind of distracting. It was almost focused more on style for me than character development or uh, even the story just existed beyond, like, in in, and was covered by the style and the aesthetic. So, I don't know. I I thought the
1: style was, I thought the style was trying to make her seem like a modern person because i think a lot of times with historical figures they seem so distant and i think that was her way and maybe it wasn't effective but i think it was a unique attempt at trying to make a historical figure seem uh real and i think what's so interesting about that movie is or not one of the things is they have the scene you know the famous line where you know marie antoinette says like let them eat cake or whatever (laughs) They have that, and then they cut to another thing where she says, "I didn't say that." Like it, they have her kind of rebuttaling that line, and which I feel like was a. Uh, I think that it like just that line alone, and addressing that in a way that kind of made it unclear if she actually said it, but also understanding the gravity of it. Um, you know, it's
0: interesting you say that uh, because in Virgin Suicide, they also do like a weird. Not weird. It it made sense, but it, at one point it did seem like it was a documentary when they're talking to like a one of the guys that Kristen Dunst like fell in love with. Like he's talking, he's yeah. not talking to the camera. He's talking off to the camera, saying like, "Oh, that's true love. I remember that." But like, there's no essence of the, it being a documentary at all. So that's interesting. That mm-hmm. I guess she repeats. Sophia Coppola repeats that um, in yeah. area. Maria Antoinette. So that like, was in 20. 20- yeah.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was,
2: I
0: was gonna, gonna say move that, on. Oh, actually, let's move on. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, uh, here's um, another thing, Sam. I know you're gonna roll your oh, eyes uh, way back, but you know what? I uh, I just realized something. I've always said that a, a lot of filmmakers make their first uh, film at 27, like around 27. This is something known yeah. yeah. which is true for Sofia Coppola, by the way. Um, yeah. For virgins, really? Yeah. Vir- but with, know, a, I mean, 28, 28. So, uh, 27, 28 thing is, is I also feel like you're filming at 27 mm. or you're t- filming at 26. Then you may. Uh, All right. Continue with this Anyway. Thing. What so your, you make your, your first, you first, you make your first movie around 27. You make your first, like what some people consider your like masterpiece oh, around. Right. We're running out of 32. Time. Yeah. Go ahead. Around 32 or 35. This is not a great theory, but, I only have to... All right, continue to the theory. That is my theory, is that you make your first Okay, film... great. So
1: anyways, moving on. My... We're running out of time. Yeah. Anyways, I moving had an on exam- to the rest of her film funny. career. <laughs> so we didn't... None of us saw Somewhere, which was her next movie that came out in twenty in two thousand. I couldn't find yeah. it. It was, it was um, somewhere.
0: I couldn't find it. It, yeah, it was somewhere. somewhere else there.
1: I think it was meant, that's why she called it that. But, <laughs> no Karina, it. you yeah. saw the Bling Ring. I saw Bling Ring. Which came out in 2013. Yeah. I said, and I think that it, it reminded me of Harmony Cream's Spring Breakers. It seemed exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, would you say this is on par with her other stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Would you recommend it? What are your thoughts on the movie since we haven't seen it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw The Bling Ring. I, I, As I mentioned, I really liked the fact. It was just fun. It was a fun film. I thought um, it was also based on a on a true story. I think on an adaption of an article or something. It was based off something, but I enjoyed seeing Emma Watson play a completely ridiculous role. Um, but it was very much like, I don't think it got, it was very superficial, I guess, like it was skin deep for me just because I think it really showed more stereotype teenagers and angst mode um, versus, oh, like watching Scarlett Johansson going through all these phases of isolation and this and that. Like it was very quick. It was to the point, And I think it was mostly plot based. So it was fun to watch. I was entertained mm-hmm. by it, um, and, and that's that was my, my very quick thoughts on that film.
0: It, it did look uh, interesting, though. I realize uh, if you combine the two movies that are similar together, you got yourself bling—the
2: bling ring <laughs> spring breakers. The bling spring. The, bring, the the spring bling. The spring bling. The spring bling. That sounds like a high school dance. The spring bling. <laughs> the hack slinging slasher. The hack slinging sling. slasher. <laughs> the bling springing ringing, just... dinging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ding it dong. It did seem to me. Mm-hmm. For me, it was my. Uh, it was my. Um, kind of like oh wow Emma Watson coming oh out on Oh god Emma show. Watson
2: is hilarious That's why
1: I was so excited by it, but wallflower. I never actually watched it Oh yeah that's where well that that as well that's but this her one coming, like, in the like in the, the in the trailer she is doing a dance and she's like licking her her lip <gasps> Remember oh, that guy? Was that... she thirsty or in the trailer. was she hungry? Yeah. Why would she lip? No, huh? no. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I mean, you're... Emma Watson anyways... was
2: stereotypical quote unquote bad girl. So like the popular bad girl. So that was a lot of fun. I mm. love watching actors be in like roles that are completely opposite of their personalities. <laughs> As
0: do I. I would love to so, see around the. I'm Go just thinking. I'm just thinking like I would love to see a badass actor like a Danny Trejo play, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what would... No, he would... Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Exactly. Santa Claus. (laughs) So around this time,
1: uh, she was also doing a bunch of ads for Dior uh, with uh, Natalie Portman. So she'd been dipping her toes into music videos and commercials did um, any of you guys see? Uh, she also did a, very, a Phoenix music video uh, called
0: Chloroform. Wait, did any of you guys see? Did we see? Did what? any of you guys see that uh, very Murray Christmas? No. Yeah, me neither. I heard it stunk. So
1: that was the next thing. Let's talk about that. 2015. I, I guess I'm the like only a joke, one that saw honestly. that. joke. Huh? Honestly, I
2: can't even believe that's a real movie. When you mentioned that, I thought that was a joke. Um, or, like, some funny, like, 30-minute, ha Like, not an actual full film.
0: And you wouldn't expect Sofia Coppola to direct it because it seemed... When I think of Sofia Coppola, I think of, like, one of the, you know, rulers of indie films or, like, that indie vibe. Um, right.
2: And this is, what, a commercial Christmas ne- comedy? It is very
1: commercial. It is the same wow. kind of premise of some guy you know bill murray plays himself and is trying to host a uh special you know, a christmas spectacular and then things fall apart and so all these people come in you know they have chris rock come in playing himself and uh i just got bored within the first 20 minutes and i mean it's very obvious that bill murray and sophia coppola have this connection
2: which i but actually find I... It so interesting have you guys watched interviews with them together uh, no, but, no. uh... It's so interesting, because she's so soft-spoken, and he's the one almost talking the whole time, making dad jokes, making almost like... <laughs> I don't know. He, he's the one that's like... And she's laughing, and I don't know. It's kind of cute. You guys should watch some interviews. Their uh, chemistry is really fascinating.
0: I'm gonna... I am looked it up right now, but every time I typed both their names in... Oh, I'll do interview.
2: Ooh, there's yeah. a... Yeah, go their Lost in Translation interview. I don't know where they shot it in, See, this is the kind of... That. It's so interesting, yeah. A
0: conversation with Bill Murray and Sophia, Copla, Sophia 2003. Coppola, 2003.
1: She's so, soft. but uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was 2015, and then her most recent thing, uh, which I guess isn't her most recent thing anymore because she just had On the Rocks, which opened up today, right. uh, on Apple TV, but uh, before that, she did, um, The Beguiled, oh, yeah. Which just saying, I didn't mention this last time ever. Yeah, he screams what? about Sam's it.
2: Sam's favorite movie ever. He's like, I'm I beguiled. was just
1: surprised. <laughs> I was just, I actually don't. What does that mean? Beguiled. I, I, don't, I don't know. Actually, don't actually. Know.
2: I've been, I've been what beguiled here. It hey. means charm, attract, enchant. Oh, that makes sense, that makes sense then. Seduce, hypnotize. <laughs> but I really did not
1: in uh, feel. I was surprised. I thought I would. It would just be a period piece in which a bunch of girls fall in love with some, you know, injured dude. And then they learn to grow because he's, you know, I don't know. he's just like he leaves and he, you know, he breaks all of their hearts or something. I didn't expect the twist at the end to happen. Uh, and there is a pretty major twist. But I mean, it was based off of a book from the 60s, based off of a movie from the 70s with Clean Eastwood, which I heard was better than this one from... I mean, I guess not, you know, subjective, but that's the general consensus, I think. Um, but one thing I did like about that movie, and I didn't say this to you last time, I mean, guys. You did like but, it. Um, you
2: loved the movie.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't love it, but wow. one thing I, I really liked about it, let's uh, would say, this is one thing of Just the Just one thing.
0: Things. Just come on, one yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, but she, she chose to shoot it in 1.66... Uh, aspect ratio okay. because she wanted it to feel like it was constrained like it because it's a tighter it's a narrower uh aspect ratio but she didn't do the typical you know academy ratio box thing she went in between the two and in 1.66 which i love that she did the intention of, of thinking of how to shoot this you know hmm. i was a huge fan of, of that wait why did you say uh, academy
2: ratio what does that mean
1: It's called Academy Ratio is the box, you know, the four by three. Yeah. That's called Academy Ratio. Like the typical, like what uh, First Reformed is, like what all old movies from the 40s are, like that box, that's called Academy Ratio.
2: You learn something new every day. Yeah.
0: Honestly, this is why I agreed to do this podcast slash radio show. To learn. And and Um, third
2: thumb, I just love learning.
0: And you bring the gossip.
2: Yes. Which is
0: what we need more of.
2: The pop culture gossip, specifically. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, any final words on uh, Sophia Coppola? Any like, what is what do you think her lasting impact is on film? On you? Uh, <laughs> what do you think she she has to say? I think I think she
0: inspires people. Um, I think you know uh, it getting a movie. I mean, I doubt people will look at the budget on movies, but you see mm-hmm. these kind of movies, and mm-hmm. she's not... I think... I was just talking to my roommates downstairs, like, hey, I'm finishing up a Sofia Coppola uh, movie podcast. And they're like, who? Uh, but they know... I I feel like they would know what Lost in Translation is. So I, mm-hmm. I, I feel she's lasting yeah. because she's an inspiration. Uh, mm.
1: She also just so diverse. Like, her films, so- while they all tend to have um this like women who are isolated either together or alone Mm -hmm. seems to be her the same theme the 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 where where they take place who's the main focus you know one set in like modern day high school one set in the far past one set in uh like what was beguiled i guess that was during the civil war and it was much more contained and much more it was shot much more still. Like, there's not a Sofia Coppola style. You know, I, I just think. realized something. I think she embodies the time very well.
2: What's really interesting is that all her films, all her subjects, except On the Rocks and maybe a couple... Well, no, The Bling Ring also is about... Mostly centered around white women with privilege. Because mm. that was The Bling that Ring. That is true. That was Beguiled. It's
1: also with the Beguiled, yeah.
2: Lost in translation about this... Um, So that's really interesting. In isolation specifically, in that context, in that world. Yeah. Um,
1: No, I mean, it's she is a white woman with privilege. Right, which actually, (laughs) I I want to say,
2: my thoughts about her, obviously I have a lot of thoughts just about her. I admire her as a director. I think her films are incredible. And they've done so well, just consistently. Like, each of her, a a lot, except I guess somewhere, we haven't heard of somewhere, but her films have made a splash consistently, which I really is amazing um and i think it's interesting just her story like her her history like growing up um uh, as the daughter of francis ford coppola and getting really bad reviews in the godfather which i feel would have scarred me from the industry i would have been like "Fuck this oh, industry. yeah i don't wanna you know but her bouncing know. back her making a name for herself that's i don't know i don't want to say bigger than francis ford coppola's name because that's you know not true and the comparison is not fair but she's made such a stunning name for herself outside of her father, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is, I don't know. Also, I just find it so interesting. It just turns a person in her timeline.
0: Yeah. And you know, here's another thing, just as a comparison, uh, just mm-hmm. because she has a famous father or relative doesn't mean you will automatically make great movies or make a great impact. For example, mm-hmm. John Landis's son, Max Landis uh, mm-hmm. is apparently, you know, he tried to make Ooh. exactly. Apparently he also Dick Van Dyke's son.
2: Uh, Dick Van Dyke's son? Titanic two, two yeah. or whatever. Titanic two? Is that a joke?
1: There's a second one. Is yeah, no, it's not. Wait, a
2: joke. no. Also,
1: we're running okay. out of time. I think we've run out of time. Um, yeah, we've run out of time. Right. But um what are Yeah, you do? I mean at these what are you gonna do? Anyways, uh join us next week. We'll be talking to a uh, acclaimed poster uh, artist Akiko Sternberger.
2: Thank you, and uh, Godspeed, everyone. Uh,
0: Stay clean, Spider-Man.